90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hi, you guys. How are you? Hey, we're great. What about you, Sharon? Uh, I got no complaints. Except yeah. of all the complaints I have. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear my complaints. <laughs> we got 90s to talk about, and that's good. That fixes everything, usually every week. So we are good to go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, off the uh, air, we were talking about our hair appointments, so please excuse us <laughs> if you're watching this podcast on YouTube. <laughs> It'll be better next week. We, we'll just have to you know, rely on our sparkling personalities for today. Yeah. That's what radio announcers are all about, our sparkling personalities. (laughs) Normally, I also bring wicked hair. Today, different story. Um, We've got a real proud moment to talk about in L.A. that happened recently. We're also going to go over what Whitney Houston, Prince, and now P. Diddy have in common. Also, we got some movie news, Kelly's trivia, a 90s rewind that'll take us back. uh, Startling number. Oh. We'll leave that for then. But there's some real heat in the new documentary called Halftime about uh, Jennifer Lopez's uh, halftime show with Shakira that she did at the Super Bowl. Um, And so I figured we should start there. Now, Heat. (laughs) Heat, yeah. It's because they are Latina. Uh, (laughs) But also because the idea that there were two headliners for this halftime show should have there's a lot of should-haves, and I think that J-Lo covers a lot of those in the documentary, and she attaches some F-bombs to her feelings based on the quotes that we've read in the article that we've all seen. Now, what she felt was a responsibility to carry on with the show. This was at a time where uh, they had a ridiculous president in the United States. Sorry to the uh, people listening right now that may have may have uh, other opinions about uh, the previous president, but... He was a goofball. Anyways, did some pretty <laughs> wacko things, uh, shared some odd uh, beliefs on how people should be treated. Uh, and so when it came to two Latina women taking over, you know, the All-American football game at the Super Bowl, taking over that halftime show, it was a pretty big deal. So a pretty big moment. Um but then kind of like it got down to the wire and NFL bigwigs wanted to make some changes and Jayla was sticking to her guns and saying, no, we've got to do this and we've got to take this moment and make it ours. She said for her, uh, it isn't about politics. It was about human rights facing the biggest crossroads of her life and to be able to perform on the world's biggest stage, um, but also take out the cages, which they had as part of their uh, their show. They thought, oh, my God, we can't have cages in this show because of what's going on at the border. Anyways, it was such it's so typical of something big like the Super Bowl and something ridiculous like that presidency. And then to put two strong women in the middle and make it seem like that halftime show wasn't worthy, I think, is uh, is is part of what makes that uh, documentary so spicy. Lots of clickbait have has come out of this because there's different areas where they're intoning that like JLo was upset to be sharing the spotlight with Shakira. And I don't think that was it at all. I think they were, she was upset about the timing yeah. of like them not, because th- I think this, this was the, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I believe this was the first Super Bowl in recent memory at the very least of having two performers. Like usually it's one and then they can choose to invite whoever, like Madonna right. chose to invite, you know, X, Y, Z, same thing with Beyonce, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. So, so I think there was that part of it. And then, yeah, like they shouldn't have given them 12 minutes. They should have got 20. 
Like everybody totally. would have kept watching anyways if there had been a 20 minute halftime show. Like who cares? <laughs> so the best the best is that they'll always claim that, oh well it wasn't it wasn't suitable for a halftime performance. It's always when it's women. Mm-hmm. They'll always knock that as being what's well, not suitable. And when you think of how they've sort of sexualized uh professional sports anyways by putting cheerleaders in, by putting, you know, uh sexiness into the the show of it. It's ridiculous to then say, oh, it's not suitable. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. And the thing is, like, I I see the point where it, it could have been either J-Lo or Shakira on their own, like, even, like, two years yeah. back-to-back if they wanted that. But I also really love, like, looking back, I love seeing them together. But in hindsight, I do wish they had got the 20 minutes. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. But you know what's also interesting? I'm not sure, because this was this part was not in the article, but... Um, Things popped up really as, because uh, as we're speaking now, the doc is out. Like you can check it out on Netflix right. called Halftime. When the buzz was coming out last week about it, it was because it had been screened at Tribeca. And mm-hmm. so then there was this whole online like Twitter thing where I I think they got into the clickbait of it where it was like intoning that J-Lo had, you know, thought she was better than uh, Shakira, which yeah. is not the case no as kidding. far as I know. Um, but then people like fans started, uh, going like, like screenshotting stuff and like saying like, you know, comparing and they had this one picture of like Shakira holding like her gajillion Grammy awards and then, you know, cut to the, the, the next slide and it's a picture of JLo with like her Nickelodeon kids choice award. And oh, so, brother. it's so lame. I, although I did giggle on that just because it's ridiculous, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, like Shakira has, I think. 12 Grammys, three, Incredible. three Grammy Grammys, and then three Latin Grammys. <laughs> three Grammy Grammys. Because I don't, I don't, they should have a What's word a for, Latin the, Grammy? for a regular <laughs> Grammy. And then Latin Grammys, she's got 12 of them. And then she has like 39 Billboard um, Latin Music Awards. Like Shakira wow. is fire. Anyways, yeah. and so was J-Lo too. But it's, it was just interesting to see this crazy Twitter verse go bananas over the two of them. And I didn't like that they were being pitted against each other in a way because, again, that's, that's Twitter. not the point. So, Yeah, that's one of the reasons I don't like Twitter. It's negative. It's faceless. It's cowardly. It's not fun. Except when I post our clip, our clip of the week, Sharon, then it's funny. That, well, then it's fun. <laughs> we, can, we bring the fun to the table, I think. Uh, you know what our clip of the week last week was? Adam getting his job. <laughs> Woo, yeah, you got a. Yeah, lots of people love that little clip, Adam. Yeah, and then especially Loving when I it. said you should put people in timeout if they don't listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's the new job going? Are you tired? I am so tired. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, it's kind of fun though. It's a big challenge. It's a lot of fun, but mm, so tired all the time. I bet. Yeah. Carry on. But man. hey, I, I can't complain. A lot of people are working hard and um. We all have to work hard someday, right? Yep. Maybe Anytime just one you want to join me on the farm, Adam, you let me know. <laughs> well, there you go. I can't complain. You wake up a lot earlier than I do <laughs> to go work on the Sharon, farm. Pretty much. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeah. I probably go to bed later still working than you two, but yeah. Yeah. still. It's all, you know what? We're pretty lucky, though. Whatever we're doing, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we get to do this. We get to play on the radio. Kelly gets to play on a tractor. <laughs> Adam Adam gets to be management. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh. where it comes to uh, competition, I think we're all pretty good at that too. So, what do you think? Trivia time. Let's go. I'm gonna get you this time. 
90s. <laughs> now, trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. So, first question is a sporting question. And I feel like Sharon could have an edge in the sporting category on this I'll one. I'll take Adam. the edge wherever I can get it. Yeah. Although, Adam, like, maybe you'll pull it out of the fire. We'll see. All right. All right. Uh,. Athletes from which nation won every Boston Marathon from 1991 to 2000? Sharon. Yeah. Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it's saw a t-shirt once, uh, I think on TV, and said something like, uh, I want to run like a Kenyan. Yeah. It, they, it's incredible to watch. It's sort of, it sounds ridiculous to watch the Boston Marathon on TV because you'd think it would be boring. Mm-hmm. Um but it's so not. Yeah. <laughs> and and this year, it got down to two people so neck and neck of each other and so playing on the skills of running that it was like edge of your seat watching for like... Did they follow each other like till the very like last sprint? Yeah. Or were they... Yeah, yeah. Because it's wow. like you're drafting and so you're, bo- you're trying to figure out when you're going to, you know, come out and, and take your time. So yeah. you have to see that and they're super close. You're like, how are you not tripping over each other's feet? <laughs> but it's so skilled. And then it the takeover happens and you're like, I can't believe this just happened. And then the other person catches up and it was nuts i think it was like a four or seven second difference between the the woman that won uh and the woman that you know who was they were chasing each other it was Came amazing in second. wow what's yeah. also mm-hmm. crazy is like their run is like my sprint and they yeah. do it for two hours <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like it's incredible oh, yeah. to watch them like literally run flat out like i would be jogging along you know what i mean if I, was I would be breaking parts of my, my arms would fall off my my i see myself like my legs crumbling do you know like i can run a, a distance that i've only done a 10k not to diminish it 10 10k is you know good distance but it's no you know 42 it's no marathon it's no yeah. marathon and i honestly think i would fall apart well, my, my, <laughs> my friend did, he, um, and he's like a martial artist. Obviously, it's very different skills, but he, he, uh, he really got into running a few years ago. And so he, I remember this, I think this was like either the year before or maybe two years before the pandemic, he did the Ottawa Marathon, which is um, yep. a precursor. Like you, need, you can qualify there for Boston, right? Yeah. And yep. so he went out and for whatever, and he'd already run like a lot. Like he was, you know, he was, he was in the zone. He had trained up properly, but for whatever reason that day, things went sideways. He <laughs> passed out in a park or like, oh like when he, as they were running by. And then he went into like crazy spasms and was <gasps> physically ill. And yeah. like they had, he had to be brought to the tent and, and like administered, like to be hydrated and like all that stuff. And then they had to haul his butt home for two hours in the car. And like he was a mess for like three days after. And it's, and it's like, dangerous too. It like, is that's dangerous. A, it's People like you don't realize your, this. Your body goes into like this reset. And so you start, your, your muscles go, nope. You know, yeah. like, you see people getting toward the, the finish line and their legs are, they're hobbly, yeah. you know? And that's your your body's going. I we're not doing this anymore. Yeah, and we're not even going to make it the next you know ten feet yeah. to cross the line. And I don't mean to be laughing because it's not funny, but it's just like I can't believe people put themselves through that. I run half an hour. I'm like, say two. Like that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. That's good. I don't want to throw up while I'm doing yeah. exercise. My sister, as you know, has been to Boston. She was actually at the Boston Marathon and crossed the finish line 25 minutes before the bombing 
oh, back wow. in 2013. Oh, wow. But like I remember that when she went there that that time, she'd had a like a, a knee issue, and I remember begging her and saying, "Why are you going? Like you already are on a sore knee. Like like are you going to risk wrecking your knee for the rest of your life?" She's like, "You don't understand." I'm like, okay. yeah. "It's Mar- Boston. Okay. Marathoners are like a different like level, and yeah. Boston's a different event. Like yeah. if you if you qualify to get in that, like you don't want to go. Yeah, I'll try again next year. There's no guarantees. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. So so she went. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So question number two. Here we are. Because it's uh, Sharon's it's a dose one. thing. Actually, just last <laughs> question. Adam, did you have a clue that it was Kenya? I Yeah, I did. I didn't know it. Okay, it took good. me two seconds more than right. uh, Sharon. Um, because I feel that we need to laugh. Here's one. In the 90s, many women wore short strapless tops, but what were they more commonly known as? <laughs> oh, Sharon. Go, Sharon. Boob tubes. Yes. <laughs> is that okay i got a question is that one in french we would call the chandail beden or you have no idea what i'm talking about well chandail i know is short and beden means belly right like belly yeah. shirt so, so your belly showing belly shirt yeah i guess is, so. is belly shirt something in english yeah yeah like yeah and it's funny because you said boob tubes and then it was either tube tops or boob tubes <laughs> i went for the uh the rhyme time uh, okay, no, the Shanghai Beden would be just a regular crop top. I okay. just Googled it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, the tube top is like a, a cylinder of material, and it's elastic, so you can, you're can you snug enough. Yeah. Well, you're not even snug yeah. enough. It's snug. It does nothing to make anything on top here <laughs> look a flattering. Feeling. Honestly, yeah. there's you can't wear a bra, right? Because... The straps, whatever. Yep. Could you wear uh, strapless bras? Was I, that a thing in, in the 90s? In some cases, you would have to because, you know, you're looking at people and you're going, those should not be down there. They should be up here. <laughs> and they and should there's also no support not be at that tube. angle. Know what I mean? No, I mean, adjust yourself. <laughs> Take a look at the mirror before you leave the house. <laughs> you're not supposed to be some sort of shape from grade 11 math class. You know what no. I mean? <laughs> okay, so what was the official term? Uh, tube tops or boob tubes? Okay, boob tubes was an actual term. Huh. Yep. Because it accentuated. The more you know. Did you those, have those one to match your hammer pants? Uh, tube top, I think the last time I would have worn a tube top would have been like I was 14. Okay. And realized <laughs> this is not happening. No. <laughs> There's lots no of thanks. fashion where I question, where I'm like, who thought this was a wise plan? Well, here's the other stupid thing. When you're young and boys are dumb... <laughs> and even you have some dumb girlfriends that, you know, like people would like lift your skirt when you're in school. So mm-hmm. sometimes girls, when they're little, they'll wear shorts, you know, because mm-hmm. people will try to be whatever. They're kids, right? So they make poor choices. But with a tube top, there's nothing keeping it up. So if someone's going to play a dumb joke on you, then you are out there. Mm. So I didn't want to be out there. No, I was too <laughs> risky. I never had any of that stuff. Nope. Mm-mm. You nope. Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Nope, have you guys seen the preview for that uh, new Jordan Peele movie? No. It's called Nope. No, I have not. Um, wow. Did you guys Does see it look Get good? Out? Yeah. Uh, it's sort of that kind of, oh my God, isn't, scary. It, it's like a big horror movie, isn't it? Get Out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aren't you scared of it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. We watched it <laughs> not knowing what it was. Like, we knew it was nominated <laughs> for an Oscar. So Deborah and I were like, yeah, let's watch it. Okay, well, we have it. Whatever, you know? So we got it. And within the first, like... Seven minutes, I think. You're like, this is a weird movie, I think. You know? (laughs) But we were in, and I got this chill from the top of my head 
down my spine through to one ankle. Oh, jeez. Like this really specific creepy chill. I'm like, oh, this is going to be weird. And it was. Like, you know Yeah, that's was, the best right? way to describe the movie. It's creepy. It's weird. But it's 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 amazing. It's yeah, a great movie. Yeah, there are some funny parts. But yeah. like you're sort of on, you're, you're scared, which is great. Uh, and it's kind of a mind game a little bit. And the people are creepy. And you're like, wait, I know you from not creepy things. You're freaking me out. <laughs> uh, so Nope is sort of similar in that there's a situation in the town. And basically people's reaction is, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but it's so, he's so good at it. You're like, I'm probably going to have to watch it. Oh, well. Speaking of watching, just quickly before you move on, because it's June and it is Pride Month, uh, on Netflix they have Standing Out or Stand Out. Did you see that? It's, I didn't. So it's um, uh, LGBTQ plus comics in Los Angeles. Like I at an outdoor venue. I want to say the Hollywood Bowl, but I don't think it's Hollywood Bowl. Okay. Um, but they had this night that they filmed last month of all these comedians, Margaret Cho, Tig Notaro, Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Lily Tomlin makes an appearance, Sarah Paulson oh, nice. makes an appearance, Billy Porter, uh, Billy Eichner is the host, and they all do like four to five minute sets. Nice. And it was hysterical. And there were some co- comedians that I didn't know. And I've oh, no- cool. and actually, do you remember Marsha Warfield? From yeah, like, totally. Yeah, so I didn't night know. She's, she's now out. I'm so happy for her. Out and about. Out and about. And she, her <laughs> set, I was roaring. Like, oh, she, cool. Because she's like, I think she's in her 60s at this point. At and least, you yeah. should just see, like, she made all these cougar jokes and, like, all these stuff. Oh, nice. She was amazing. So standing, it's either, sta- I think it's stand out on Netflix. Very good. Okay. I'm totally going to look for that. That's yeah. funny. Uh, Billy Porter, I saw him on the Tonys the other night. Like, he's just so good. mm just so good and like gorgeous. I told but you I met him voice. at Janet's after party, right? At the. I, I don't pic- know if I've stored that information. I have a picture with him. Ooh. I even have his email address. Yeah, you should you should tell him we think he's great. Yeah, <laughs> I emailed him because I, I wanted to have him as a guest on the Kelly Alexander show, and so he gave. He's like, I'm not supposed to do this, and then he like gave me his <sighs> email address because I guess he meant like his PR team is supposed yeah, to yeah, handle yeah. all this stuff. And this, by the way, was after. Uh, remember his like Oscar dress, like how great he looked, yep. like you know. And yeah. so I was like, what a coup. Kelly's going to get him on the show. No kidding. So I emailed him. Like, I waited like a week or two, you know, not to be too anxious. And then I was like, hi, Billy. Do you remember me from Janet's like, party? And? and then crickets. Yeah. yeah. I think he subscribes to the CC Peniston modicum of return replies. So. <laughs> not top of the list of things to do. Yeah. yeah. I'm still well, waiting for my CC Peniston. We got to love things signed vinyl. <laughs> it's coming. You wait. And by wait, I mean keep waiting. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned it's Pride Month and celebrations in L.A. also featured Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. who brought mm. back one of the powerhouse voices that uh, was a part of that Lady Marmalade cover from like 20 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was Christina and Maya. So cool. Totally cool. Now, what they thought would be a really neat thing was that to get the whole gang back together, which ultimately would be very expensive, uh, a logistical nightmare because of labels and the business stuff that usually gets in the way of the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I I sort of think, or I hope anyways, that, you know, if anybody had called anybody or Christina had said, we could take care of this in a group chat, you know, that if yeah. it, they had gone that route, it totally would have come together. Oh, yeah, because Pink for sure would have shown up. Like, yep. they, Missy would have gone. Like, they all would have, I think somebody just yeah. needs to take the bull by the horns and... 
Because exactly. people will freak out if they return and do like oh. a, you know. Oh, totally. Like it's neat that they did it when they did it because they were all – you know, at different levels of uh, their careers. Mm-hmm. Now they've done great different things and then be able to come back. I love the idea of people coming back and knowing where they came from. And I think that mm-hmm. all five of those women would be able to do that. Yeah, agreed. It didn't happen, but it could still. It could. But it well, was neat that Christina and Maya did it. Maybe. Yeah, there you go. There's still time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, we talked about the fact that we'd have some movie news and that it's not news in as much as there's anything concrete about the idea that Idris Alba is back in the running to be the next James Bond, mm-hmm. but he is. Uh, the idea was that when it was first tabled for him as an option, they were saying it's kind of hard to discuss who'd be the next one when the current one's still, you know, 007ing. So um, <laughs> now that Daniel Craig has moved on. They've got to fill the role again for the next James Bond movie. And the list of people that uh, are interested slash being considered is fairly long. But from my uh, tastes, I think uh, a buff, handsome, great actor, smooth accent, uh, and a Brit, of course, mm-hmm. like Idris Alba would be uh, like a no-brainer. Jagree. I still love our 90s Jagree. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, that, he was good. It was, it's so interesting how each time somebody takes over, it's really like that era. Like, yeah. Cause you could never yeah. imagine Daniel Craig and Pierce. Br- like, it's so, it's like, it's like a different character. It's like crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. A different level of, uh, even violence in the movies. Not that they're violent or anything, mm-hmm. but just how they, had, they put on the attack. But I thought also the, um, uh, what's his name? Is it Ren- oh, Rene Jean, right? Rene Jean Page. Yep. Uh, uh, reggae, reggae, reggae. Sorry, uh, my own writing. Um, uh, he's still the favorite. If we're gambling on that kind of thing, then there's Henry Cavill, Aiden Turner, and Tom Hardy, who uh, apparently all stand a chance. Also, but uh, again, for my uh, uh, price of admission, I'm going with Idris Elba. Me too. Adam, who are you voting for? I kind of like Reggae Jean Page. He is beautiful. <laughs> he's stunning. Like. Like, Calm down, Adam. About... It's a family show. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to gamble on him. Okay. That's, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and we'll call and tell him. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> he's, he's set for life if he gets that gig. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No kidding. But then you also have to balance it with you're set for life, but then you're pigeonholed for many years. Well, that was part of the reason why he likely got out of Bridgerton, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too, yeah. Which is too bad because that's totally why I got into Bridgerton. <laughs> he's gore- <laughs> He's just so beautiful. Like, also, the writing of Bridgerton is amazing and there's such a great flow to it. Anyways. Anyways, let's talk about something else. Um, how about Whitney Houston, Prince, and P. Diddy? I would imagine they have a lot in common, but the most recent of uh, traits that we can add to uh, at least P. Diddy's list is that he's going to be receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award at the BET Awards, yeah. which is, I, I'm I'm surprised I'm saying this, but I'm surprised it hasn't already happened. Like, I, You know what's funny is I've noticed that, that a lot of these award shows figure out, you know, that somebody's either coming back with something, and as we discussed, he has a new album coming right and like a new label and all that stuff so yeah. i almost feel like they help set the tone for what's coming like even when like it was a few years ago i forget if it was bet i think it was bet they honored janet back around like 2015 or so and mm-hmm. then boom out came her album so it's like they all kind of know stuff's coming and then they help 
bring everything to a like a peak, you know? Yeah. And so and it's even too I've noticed like remember when um was it uh oh my god, not Emma Thompson. Why am I forgetting? Emma Emma uh, who's Robert Swatson Stone. Yes, Stone. Emma Stone. Remember when she was like the it girl? It's like yep. She's in a movie, and then she's going to be in another movie. And then they do, like, four different movies, and it's like they all know she's going to be, like, the next one. It's the same thing with Jennifer Lawrence. Like, it was like she was yeah. in it, and then it was like, then she's on a bunch of other ones. And they, it's all, like, they all have their turn uh, of being, like, the it person. And I feel, like, I feel like somehow Hollywood sets this to happen. Yeah. Well, you know what they also said? That uh, P. Diddy has, quote, Always been a pioneering force in the community, breaking barriers, achieving unprecedented heights, blazing new trails, and, in so doing, raising the bar for all of us. That's according to the CEO of BET. He went on to mention his virtuosity, being matched only by his range from music to media, culture, business, philanthropy. Diddy's got it going on, and they're going to celebrate that. At the BET Awards in yep. just and, a couple weeks. Yeah, end of June. And uh, I think Doja Cat is leading with all nominations. I think she's got six. Wow. I love Doja Cat. She's so cool. She's the one that had yeah. to, to pee at the last awards, right? Yeah, she's your, she's, yeah. Right, she's your girl. <laughs> she's the peeing girl. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> that nature calls. Um, <sighs> now, speaking of P. Diddy, if we were to go back to, let's say, 1997... Let's do some fast math. 25 years ago. Bananas. Yeah. Isn't that bonkers? It's bonkers. It's super bonk. Anyways, that's where we're going for our 90s rewind. 1997. So P. Diddy, number one with the help of Faith Evans and the police, Mm. technically, with uh, I'll Be Missing You. How cool is that? 25 Mm. years later, which also means that uh, uh, Notorious B.I.G. has been gone for 25 years. Wow. Um, interesting to point out, we've talked about this, I remember years ago, Kelly, talking about the, his two albums, Notorious B.I.G.'s two albums, Ready to Die and Life After Death. Like, it's co- kind of crazy because, are you really ready to die? Because then he did die. And then Life After Death, he became a giant in the hip-hop community after death. So he legit got Life After Death. Mm-hmm bonkers uh he also had hypnotize on the charts around this time in 1997 great song Mm -hmm. um skipping over to um uh, rock and roll music let's say the verve pipe remember them the freshman was a song that uh, you would remember yes uh by them Uh, okay so there was the verve and the verve pipe yeah huh yeah because there's only so many words i guess in english (laughs) 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 um how about uh, the Spice Girls and Say You'll Be There? Such mm. a great song. Yeah. Mark Morrison's Return of the Mac. Return. You know Come how I on. keep getting him mixed up with? Matthew Morrison from Glee. Who's in trouble lately, so maybe we just focus on the Mark Morrison We part. will, yeah. Return of the Mac. Um, uh, Savage Garden. Oh Come on, goodness. I'm dropping big names on you. I Want You was the name of that song that we were all singing in 1997. Similarly... Mm. Uh, the earworm that is Mbop from Hanson <laughs> has been playing in our head on an annoying loop in the best possible <laughs> way uh, for 25 years. And that is your 90s Rewind. Amazing. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, crazies. Um, Kelly, you've got to be somewhere. Adam's got to 
sleep or manage something. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Both of them at the same time. <laughs> and uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Ultimately, thank you for finding us wherever it is that you do. We appreciate that very much. And uh, whatever sort of feedback, really only positive, please, uh, would be greatly appreciated if you were inclined to do that. Like I said, though, we're just happy that you're listening. So thank you very much for doing that. Thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.